Hello guys and welcome back to another fucking episode of what is there to even talk about formerly known as I just want to fucking know. I am your host Nature Valley and today I have a very very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. (laughs) Hi guys. (laughs) My name is Melissa and this is the second time that I've been on so I'm happy to be back. Yay! Yay! Guys, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I nearly forgot to record this. So <laughs> I'm grateful for Melissa and her memory because I was gonna be devastated. You're welcome. You're welcome. But today, guys, we will be starting on the very first episode of the series 20 somethings, where we will be talking about mental health, check-ins, really kind of just discussing how we're feeling about being in our 20-somethings, the expectations we may have had, the expectations we may or may not be living up to um, society and its pressures and things like that. So I really want to kind of get into this. I'm very excited to talk about this. Um, So before we delve too deeply into it, I wanted to ask you... Um, first of all, how old are you? And what are you doing in life right now? Oh, oh man, that second question. (laughs) I am 24. I turned 24 a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. so, you know. And right now, I am doing a few things, um, in terms of, like, my professional life. Or an open-ended an question. Open-ended question. Okay. So, I am living on my own in the city of Chicago in my apartment with two roommates. Um, I am working as a temp right now, as well as a freelance writer, and I am also part-time dog walker. Okay. It's a good time. <laughs> Um, I am, you know, just busy trying to figure out life and enjoying hanging out with the friends that I have in the city and my family that's not too far away, and I feel like I'm on, like, a dating show. <laughs> what am I doing? Who are you really? <laughs> and, yeah, in my free time, I like long bike rides <laughs> lake and play my guitar. <laughs> Okay, okay. So I really wanted to, I guess, delve into the nitty gritty of it. So like, being that you're 20-something, do you feel like there's anything that you need to be doing or should be doing or could be doing differently? Or, and if you do, why do you feel that way? Hmm. Um, I... Hmm, that's a hard question. I'm trying to think. I feel like right now in society, especially for individuals who belong to the millennial generation, Mm -hmm. we have, we feel like, and I think this is partially our fault too, it's good and bad, that we have to feel like we're hustling, Mm -hmm. and that word hustle um, just comes with such um, 
so many different meanings and I think reactions from people because I don't know you see all over social media with millennials and stuff like hustling and making their next move and I feel like for me at this point in my life and I think for other people who are my age as well they need to feel like they're kind of making moves Mm -hmm. towards whatever goals they want to do professionally or personally and um I feel like what I kind of need to do is just to slow the fuck down and um allow myself time to be patient with the process and figuring things out and also just kind of I don't know enjoy it more and stop worrying about the future I think that's a thing that Mm -hmm. I and a lot of other people my age do a lot with everything is just worry so much about the future and I mean hey we have a right to be worried because there's a lot of shitty things going on around the world and in our country and with everything from the climate to Mm -hmm. our insurance and medical care you know we have every right to worry about everything so but I think for our generation and for me too we're so focused on working so hard and giving the best to ourselves that we forget to give ourselves sometimes to relax and chill out and pat ourselves on the back for the work that we've done so far I think that's really interesting to note but I noticed when you like first started talking about it you said that as as millennials we get judged for our hustle like who do you think is doing the judging and why do you think they're judging us? Um, I think... Hmm. I think it's other... First of all, I think it's other generations. They see that we are hustling. And they don't really understand why. Mm. And I also think it's our own generation. People who are kind of taking a step back and looking at people who are hustling so hard and realizing yo like Mm -hmm. just stop for a second and take a break yeah so I feel like the term hustle gets kind of like thrown around a little bit just because like Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe in other generations they feel like they had to hustle mm-hmm. to get us to where we are or whatever the case may be that they think or um, whatever. So, like, how would you define that term? Hustle? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think... When I think of hustle, I think of two things and they're complete opposites on complete different sides of the spectrum when I think of hustle I think of somebody starting from the bottom to quote Drake Mm -hmm. starting from the (laughs) bottom and now they're here you know and hustling and bringing themselves out of a certain situation and giving themselves um something better the other kind of hustle that I think of is when I watch 
these videos that Forbes will put out on YouTube and it's of these young professionals living in mm. cities like New York City or LA and they do like a day in my life mm-hmm. and the first thing you see is like some young 28 year old CEO of a startup mm. waking up at 4 a.m doing everything he needs for hygiene and personal care by 5, is out the door by 5.30, and has back-to-back meetings until 7 p.m., and then goes to bed at 11 p.m., mm-hmm. and then wakes up at 4 a.m. and does it all over again. Mm-hmm. And I, when I see those things, I just cringe the <laughs> fuck out, because I'm like, dude, do you, have ever, do you ever have time to, like, walk around the block right. and just like look at a tree you know or just take a step back and chill out for a moment and have that balance of enjoying your life without kind of hustling and getting to that next step you know enjoying where you are in the moment um so I don't know I think I have the term hustle for me when I define it and when I think about it, it comes with positive and negative connotations mm-hmm. because I see it portrayed in those videos where it's to the extreme. And mm-hmm. then I see other people who work really, really hard and bring themselves out into something better than they ever thought was possible. So, like, which one do you align yourself mostly with? Or do you say you align with both of them, somewhere in between? I think I... I'm definitely in a place where I hustle, but I also am a firm believer in work-life balance Mm -hmm. Um, and just balance in life overall with everything. It doesn't even have to be work because I know for me, that's how I function the best. And I do believe that doing your best work Mm-hmm. is important and working towards goals for yourself is important but I also think that you need to enjoy life as it is and all the things that there is beyond a to-do list mm-hmm. or meetings or whatever you know so like In your definition, it was like the second definition where you're talking about the young CEOs and they just kind of rush around and do a bunch of shit to show that they kind of have worth. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, or I guess where do you feel like this sort of um, restlessness, Mm -hmm. is that it? Yeah. Uh, Where do you feel like that is sourced? Like, why do you think millennials specifically are so restless in like the way that we hustle? Um, I think it has to do with, I think it has to do with a lot of things. Um, I mean, economically, we grew up in a decade that experienced one of the worst recessions Mm -hmm. in U.S. history and Mm -hmm. coming out of that it wasn't easy for anybody to bounce back and get back on their feet again and so I Mm -hmm. think that's a part of it and 
you know, during that time, I remember seeing my, I never saw my parents struggle with it because they've always been so good at hiding anything bad from me and my sisters, but I remember seeing relatives who were, like, freaking out about it, and Mm -hmm. I bet that had some influence on our generation of making sure that we were okay and that we were working hard and getting the money and whatever that we wanted. Um, I also think it's because millennials were born in a time where technology was evolving Mm -hmm. and became Mm -hmm. such a big thing, and to see so many new developments and ideas come to life at such a rapid pace Mm -hmm. I think that translated into the way that we operate as a generation which I think is so inspiring but at the same time it comes at a price too Mm -hmm. because with going fast you know you're gonna you know when do you stop and take Mm -hmm. a moment to look around you know um I don't know I think just as a generation as a whole we are so open-minded and ambitious and like I said before there's a lot of shit going on mm-hmm. in the world now and we are done with the BS mm-hmm. most of us are and we want to go out and fix it and do something and help change the world and I don't see that as a bad thing because when you know, somebody needs to do it mm-hmm. or things are gonna go to shit, even more to shit. And I don't know. It's a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different factors, but I definitely think those are some of them. So do you feel like... So being that... Okay, so I read this post on Twitter mm-hmm. that technically we're not... Um, uh, what is it? Millennials were Generation Z if we're born after 1990. I think they said three. Oh. Um, regardless, IDK the maths, but... Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but being that we are in our 20-somethings, do you feel like they're... Or why do you feel like we specifically feel obligated to kind of like fix the world or fix the problems that are at hand instead of maybe our predecessors or like the the people that are coming after us what post assessors I don't fucking know but like the people that are coming after us like why don't why do you feel like it's our responsibility as 20 somethings that are pushing forward in the world to kind of make these repairs um I think I think as 20-something, it's kind of natural in us because we're so young and we're just kind of spreading our wings that, you know, we want to go out and fix things and we want to make changes. And I mean, Mm -hmm. with every generation, with every group of 20-year-olds throughout history, you know, you like look at the hippies that Mm -hmm. went out and protested. You look at college students who protested for, I don't know, Vietnam. I think those were the hippies. You know, like, (laughs) with every generation and every decade, there were a group, there there were 20-year-olds and people our age now that wanted to make change. And I don't think that will ever change. I think that's just natural and being young and being human, you know. But I think for our generation specifically people born um after what was it 
like or before 1997 or mm. whatever is that what millennial the cutoff for millennials yeah it was supposed to be like 93 or something anything yeah. after is yeah Gen Z mm-hmm. I think I don't know I think we're just kind of done with all of the BS and we are seeing that people in power who should be helping to make this world a better place are not. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be here for that much longer mm-hmm. and are going to leave the world worse off for us. Um, you know, take climate change, for example. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in climate change, and if you're not, sorry, but go look <laughs> at the... Go <laughs> look at the data it's real and it's getting worse and nobody in high power is doing anything about it they're not gonna be here in probably 20 30 mm-hmm. years but we are so we're taking it into our own hands and changing it and i think that is applicable to a lot of other things that are going on and why we want to go out and change it so, before I move on to a completely not, like different topic, how do you sure. feel about um, canceling culture? Like, for example, when R. Kelly came out as, I mean, we already knew he was a pedophile, but yeah. when he, I guess, when it resurfaced into the public ears um, that he was a pedophile and everybody was saying, oh, he's canceled because this and that, like, how do you feel about as as a 20 something year old and it's really our culture that's doing that um how do you feel about that canceling culture i guess i'm not familiar with canceling culture really? yeah what is that so essentially okay so when r kelly came out with all of the allegations against him um being a pedo um everybody was like oh he's canceled like how could you support an artist that is doing this and that to young girls and um basically overriding his artistic talent with kind of the um sexual misdemeanors I guess like basically saying that like all of his artistic talents and stuff like that should be cancelled or swept under the rug because of his um sexual misbehaviors Mm, I guess mm, mm -hmm. um so how do you feel about canceling people because of their faults or even when Chris Brown came out and everybody was like oh like we can't support him because Mm -hmm. like how do you feel about all that yeah um I don't know I think I think people nowadays are coming more to terms with you know kind of developing the full picture Mm -hmm. of people and going off of that instead of just supporting someone based on their talents or what they're contributing to society or if they're a rapper or a singer or whatever, you know. I think people are becoming more aware of what people have done and are taking that into account with how they support them. I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of rambling. No, but yeah, like you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I don't know. I just 
I'm trying to think of another example. Like, I don't know. People aren't letting other people get away with things just because they are famous or whatever anymore. I've got another example for you. Mm-hmm. Kanye. Yeah. So, yeah. So, right. Well, also, <laughs> his music isn't as good anymore either. Uh-huh. <laughs> My heart keep going. <laughs> I, that's my personal yeah. opinion. But, you know, like, I don't know. And it's not that people are becoming more sensitive. Mm-hmm. I think people will say that all the time. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how Your could you not support so him just because he did this, this, right. and this? It's like, well, you know what? If your neighbor was a good singer and you've known him for a long time, right? And then you found out that he was a sexual predator, would you keep supporting him? Right. So, I don't think it's different with anyone who's in the spotlight. So, you think with this generation, canceling culture kind of points more to seeing a person as an entire being rather than a pretty much a fictional, um, compartmentalized, like, just artist or just regular person or whatever, like, taking into account their entire being. Yeah. In a sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes mm-hmm. sense. So as a millennial or whatever the fuck we are, as a 20-something, how do you feel about dating at this age? Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'll give a little backstory to my dating life. It's really been non-existent. Um, am I ashamed of it? No. I've been single for most of my life. And... I think that the dating culture these days is just so non-committal, in the words of Lizzo, <laughs> and I, <laughs> she's my girl, and I think that people are just afraid to commit. I think they're scared of labels. So, for example, I'll tell a recent story of me talking to a guy recently and we had met on a dating app first of all also dating apps dating (laughs) now is like fucking amazon marketplace (laughs) with dating apps i mean when you hear and we were talking about Mm -hmm. this the other day when you hear stories of people meeting organically Mm -hmm. you just your eyes just it's like the light has switched on and you're so flabbergasted and you wonder how in the hell could a person meet someone on like the train or at school and then decide to marry them well you know what people have done it that's how people did it and it still exists Mm -hmm. but I think just with dating apps oh my gosh it's like you are never you are never going to be satisfied because you know that you can keep swiping. Mm. And so you're going to keep trying to find that perfect one or whatever void that you need to fill and you will never just be satisfied and find the person you want if that is what you want. Um, I totally just went off on another tangent, I think. But I think the dating culture now is just so... We're so afraid of committing and calling dating, dating, Mm -hmm. you know, and we overthink it all. Like, oh yeah, I was going to go into um, my recent experience with a guy that I talked to Mm -hmm. and I met him on a dating app a while ago. Um, 
we had been talking for a couple of months and um we I think we were really hitting it off we were talking about light stuff and heavy stuff and texting every single day and he would text me good morning and it was just great like we would talk about anything and I really felt different about him but I would ask him to call me or I'd ask him to FaceTime and he never wanted to and I just thought okay well maybe another time and then Mm -hmm. two and a half months pass and by that time he had moved closer to where I lived and I was like okay it's time I was like okay we need to meet up like I want to meet you this texting thing is fun but Mm -hmm. I can't do it for that much longer and then he just totally freaks out and in his words he was like I'm overthinking everything and I was like well what everything like I just wanted we were just gonna go out for dinner and a drink like that's it I'm not asking you to marry me you know I mean of course there's gonna be this like physical and emotional attraction but like it's not like okay this meeting this is it like no so I think just and I don't want to single out men but from my experience men are so afraid to just kind of take a chance and date mm-hmm. or just get to know someone consistently like mm-hmm. I yeah I just think the dating culture these days is just so all over the place to put it lightly <laughs> oh yeah I agree I think I mean since you date exclusively men you can only speak to that but mm-hmm. I would say just opening it up even more generally like all you've heard of all of my failed relationships but at the end of all of them there was like like you were saying like there was this like almost urgency not to want to commit mm-hmm. like it was kind of like almost like committing was a disease or just something that you didn't want to be associated with and I would just wonder if like that's at all connected to like the restlessness that you Mm -hmm. were talking about before and like how that kind of all just like ties together like I wonder if there is a root and I wonder if there is a root to why we feel so restless and why we feel like there has to be some sort of um Damn. Like, we have to achieve perfection in some sense. Like, mm-hmm. we have to fix the world. We have to, you know, get on to the next best thing. Mm-hmm. We have to have the perfect person. Like, I wonder why we feel this, like, urgency. So, like... Yeah. I just think we need to all slow the fuck down. Yeah. To be honest. But how do you think we could do that? <sighs> I don't know. I think... I read somewhere, I read something on Facebook the other day, and it was like a little ad for an article that was like featured in some newspaper or whatever, and it said, the title was like, the best thing to do now is what the Swedish or something call whatever, and the translation of it was doing nothing, and I was Mm. like... Well, that's strange, because, like, what do you mean, like, doing nothing? And then I thought about it, and I was like, huh, like, when was the last time that I 
did nothing. Like, I just laid on my bed and stared out the window and was totally content with doing that Mm -hmm. and not questioning why I wasn't doing something Mm -hmm. or planning something or, you know. And I think that's something that we all right now struggle with. Just kind of taking a moment to stop Mm -hmm. and accept that doing nothing is like also doing something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And I I wonder even if that's like, not if it's possible because I mean anything is kind of possible in a way, but like I wonder if it's practical, I guess, for us having so much like sensory it's almost like a sensory overload like, it is it we is. have our phones and we have right you know all of this instant communication and things yeah. like that like I wonder if it's even practical for us to want to commit to something it's like that. definitely not practical yeah. it will definitely not be easy it'll be so difficult for sure I mean think about it think of how fast you can flip through your phone Mm -hmm. and just all the things that you do with technology and you look at the clock and you realize that it's only like three minutes have passed Mm -hmm. and you've done so much on your phone you're like holy crap you know like I don't think I don't think it's an easy solution for this generation at all because we can't put our phones down Mm -hmm. and we can't just chill out and I don't think it's impossible, but I definitely think that we need to work on it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's my biggest frustration too, because it's like, it's one thing to want to commit to, you know, um, just being more present and stuff like that mm-hmm. for the sake of your own sanity, but it's like, yeah actually doing it is like another thing and I just wonder if like there will be a moment where millennials or whatever the fuck we are at this point like just sit down and think like yeah what are we doing right why can we not stop yeah so like one thing that I've tried to start doing is on my morning commutes to work I take the subway into work into downtown Chicago Mm -hmm. and I will challenge myself to not be on my phone Mm. the entire train ride to work granted that train ride is about 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and I will just sit there and look out the window Mm. or look at the people around me also all the people around me Mm -hmm. are looking down at their phones every single person there may be one person that's not looking at their phone And it's usually an older man Mm -hmm. or an older woman just contently sitting there with their bag in their lap and just looking out the window aimlessly, but very contently. And I realize in those train rides that my mind is just, it's so much more at ease and I'm so much more present Mm -hmm. and like my heart isn't racing and I'm not like overthinking about everything or you know drawing conclusions from things I've seen on a post and Mm -hmm. I I think sometimes I'm like oh I was on this train ride I could have done so much Mm -hmm. 
but at the same time I was like oh like I enjoyed this train ride Mm -hmm. like okay that's fine and it was a lovely train ride and you know I think it's just little moments like that in the day we don't even realize that we can practice just Mm -hmm. kind of you know doing nothing or disconnecting or just being present even though it may feel really awkward because everyone else around you is so plugged in and overstimulated Mm -hmm. and you just feel like oh I should be doing that too or people are gonna look at me weird because I'm the weirdo sitting and looking out the window aimlessly Mm -hmm. on the train at 7 30 in the morning but I don't know it helps and I start off my day really well and I appreciate the day more and yeah so with that I would just ask maybe one more potting question mm-hmm. and that is like along with the feeling feeling like you always have to be productive like when you were speaking on being on the train you wish you could have did something or mm-hmm. um, how do you feel about calling off at work Like, do you feel, like, a sense of guilt when you call off? Is it more like a a numb feeling? Or, like, how do you feel when you call off? Um, I don't really ever feel guilty when Hmm. I call off work. Um, and I recently learned that, or really fully realized that, when I was laid off from my full-time job a couple months ago I realized that a job is a job and they can let you go and replace you just like that you know and I think that calling off work for what you need whether it be like a mental health day because I'm a firm believer in Mm -hmm. those you know I have my own struggles with mental health and there have been days where I've just called off work because I just need it and I don't Mm -hmm. feel guilty at all. Do I question my decision? (laughs) I mean, yeah, of course I do. But at the end of the day, or even by midday, I know that that was the right thing to do. Mm. Um, I think that we as a society, especially in this nine to five culture, Mm -hmm. need to be okay with calling off work Mm -hmm. because the work will still be there Mm -hmm. and we are all human and I think we need to give ourselves credit for the work that we do do and be okay that we are not being so attentive to our work all the time because it is work but you also it's also this piece of the bigger picture of your life Hmm. you know I think and everybody's in a different situation with their work you know some people can't call off work you know with nurses and firefighters police Mm. officers you know every occupation is different and has different demands and I understand that but you are also a person and a human and you have your own needs and I think that while a lot of occupations do 
have other people's needs at stake and they are the first and foremost important thing, you are also just as important too. I think that's a really, first of all, props to you, kudos to you, because I know that personally, like, whenever I take off work or whenever I'm having, like, a shitty morning or I'm feeling real sour or whatever and I don't feel up to going to work, I always feel guilty about, like, consulting my boss and being like, hey, like, I don't feel well, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, and there will be days, and I've had plenty of them, where, like, I wake up I'm just like, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go in. And the whole morning, I'm fighting with myself as I'm getting ready. Like, oh, should I call off? Should I not? No. Mm -hmm. Should I It's okay. It's okay to not want to even go into work, you know? Even my dad, who has been working for a long time, almost over 20 years at a university, he has days where he just does Mm -hmm. not want to go in. And And I wonder if that's, like, subconsciously us, like, realizing that there's either I mean because my mom does the same like she'll punish herself almost for not wanting to go into work but I wonder if it's like a product of this sort of maybe even continued restlessness because I noticed that same restlessness just in a different form within the generation before us like I wonder if the guilt that we feel when we're calling off from work is a part of this like um, I don't even know what to call it this really deeply rooted like urgency that I don't know where like that root comes from but just to achieve something like I feel like there's like this um unattainable goal in mind for everyone in this like capitalist society but none of us know what it is and like if we're not on the quote-unquote path to get there or the conventional path to get there I feel like that's what fucks us up And that's where the sense of restlessness and, like, hopping on to the next best thing and, you know, almost detachedness from not only other people but from ourselves comes from, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think it's... A lot of it has... is credited to society's inability to accept work-life balance and to Mm -hmm. also incorporate taking days off of work as work-life balance, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I agree. So, just gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of... Uh, 20-somethings, the new podcast series of What Is There to Even Talk About. And shout out to my beautiful, amazing guest, Melissa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. If you'd like, you can shout yourself out. Any projects or anything you're working on or any social medias you'd like to shout out? Hey, yeah. So when I'm not, like, (laughs) coming on to podcasts and talking about my ideas about millennials <laughs> um <laughs> i also am trying to uh, vamp up this music instagram that i have oh. so i'm a singer and i play guitar and i'm trying to get more serious about my music so y'all should go check it out if you want to listen to some rad tunes and help your girl out and my instagram handle is i gotta think about this <laughs> 
It's Mel Roman Music. Uh, that is M-E-L-R-O-H-M-A-N Music. Find me on Instagram. And yeah, hope to see you guys there. <laughs> and don't forget, guys, to share this podcast with all of your friends. Make sure that you're opening up the conversation within yourself and with others, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you follow me and my podcast page at IJWTFK on Instagram and Twitter. And you guys can email me with any questions or concerns. Um, And until next time, guys, I love you and bye.